0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Thursday, January 20th. We're Getting closer to the divisional games because this weekend on CBS, the NFL divisional round presented by Intuit TurboTax live begins Saturday at 430 Eastern with Joe Burrow and the Red Hot Bengals headed to Tennessee for a meeting with the top seeded Titans. Then on Sunday at 630 Eastern, it's a highly anticipated rematch for the ages when Josh Allen and the unstoppable Bills offense take on the equally unstoppable Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. We'll get you set for both games on the NFL today. The NFL divisional round, presented by Intuit TurboTax, live this weekend on CBS. If you're watching on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash Pick Six. Smash that like button. Uh, make sure you subscribe and turn on alerts. We'll be alerted when we go live. We go live uh, basically after every playoff game, so we'll be or playoff uh, you know, set of playoff games. Um, and uh, hit that uh, five star rating if you're if you're listening on Spotify. Joining us to go over some coaching news. One the only Jocina Anderson. know what's up?
1: Well, well, you know, I was gonna put back on my red suit that I had on for my HQ hit. <laughs> and then I decided, you know what? No, I'm comfortable. This is why I'm talking to Will. So I don't feel like doing this. So ho- hopefully Hello. on your pod, you're welcoming me with my uh my,
0: my juicy um juicy couture.
1: This is vintage back in the day, reminiscent right. of a, a little uh J-Lo type thing, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs>
0: yeah, I hey, mean, look, yeah, yeah, hey, look. You, you, it's very, very apparent on uh that this podcast is casual. I hope that is, <laughs> hope that is obvious. I'm wearing a, I'm wearing a uh a go- knit
1: cap indoors.
0: It's very cold in my office. In my oh, office.
1: okay. This explains the knit cap yeah. indoors. Yeah. Well, so I, I don't
0: have central heat or air up because it's about it's like a it's like an above garage apartment type thing. Oh, and, okay. Um,
1: or you didn't pay your heating bill.
0: Yeah, or that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I have like a I have like a gas fireplace oh. that I can turn on, but it gets it where it's like almost like too hot in here. And then you know and, and so and I like to I like to kind of bundle up in the winter for the playoff games So feel-
1: what does your wife think about you wearing the knit cap indoors
0: she makes fun of me all the time <laughs> but I'll wear it like downstairs in the in the house like just in like 70 degree warmth like I'll just be walking around it. she thinks it's she she's just gotten I think she's moved past it honestly <laughs> it's like what's
1: I mean clearly this is you're so used to this like you don't even really notice the fact that you're doing this podcast with the knit cap indoors.
0: That is, that is correct i do yeah. not uh i do not flinch when it comes to wearing a knit cap indoors okay uh all right let's uh let's let's get to the, the business <laughs> nobody, nobody 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 cares about my fashion but they do care about the nfl coaching carousel uh mm. we, have had, we have eight it looks like we're probably gonna have eight openings rich Basaccia has uh, interviewed for the raiders job and by the way we said uh yep this will probably be a slow carousel nope You still get a third of the league turns over no matter how many people get hired each year. It's like, it's amazing. Um, Well,
1: it's funny that you say that will, because at the time when everyone was focusing on the Jaguars and the Raiders, obviously the two ones that had the vacancies, um, during the regular season uh nfl source that i speak to who's been in the league dealing with the league for over two decades talks to all of these various owners and i said this on hq like three weeks or so before the end of the season he said there will be the same number of openings anywhere from (laughs) six to eight um going into the season and and he also said you remember you know like we look at this like you know, none of us are millionaires or billionaires, or I don't know, Will, if you're hiding any money in uh, the Cayman Islands, whatever. I am not a two comma person.
0: <laughs> I am also not a two. No, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm married with the child. I'm okay. not a two comma person, although I am going to the Cayman Islands in, in a few months. If oh, are you really? Not to pick up a mysterious stash of money.
1: Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. We don't want it to be that uh, one. Um, as far as you or he, any federal agent, What is that movie with Gene Hackman and oh, um, Tom Cruise? There you go. What? So I don't know it if you're going it. to the Cayman Islands to do anything like that. <laughs> no, no, but no, uh, no. There you go. But uh, anyway, so he said to me that these owners don't you know, flinch when it comes to the fact that they're billionaires, if they want to make a change, you know, what they can, the money that they have to spend to do these and pay out coaches is still relatively couch money. So he was still on the money with respect to the number of vacancies. Uh, But really, even I, I would say, well, as a reporter covering these, I was just telling this to my Texan source and whoever I was talking to just leading up into the show, and I was just like, it's too much. It's it's too much right now, There's too many interviews is, <laughs> you know, whatever, whatever. I was basically like, everybody just talk to me when you're down to the finalists, because it's almost too much to keep up with. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> even, and even it's, the it's general managers awesome. on top. And then on top of that, the teams that are also interviewing general managers, going around to the second round, you've got the Giants supposedly down to, you know, Ryan poles and shown and what have you. We'll see what the Vikings do. Um, And interestingly enough, yesterday, just to add this in here before you, um, you know, uh, uh, interject here, but, you know, somebody, I won't say the coach's name and maybe I'll tweet this out, but, you know, someone was telling me that, uh, you know, there's a candidate out there who would prefer to be paired with Dorsey. And I thought that that was very interesting because I don't know if I brought this up with you last week. I was just like, huh, you know, the one thing that's very interesting with all of these candidates is that none of them have been general managers before. Right. And so while like a team like the Giants uh, is looking for a clear direction moving forward after Dave Gettleman and and Judge, um, you know, it's interesting still that the organization is gonna go into the hands of somebody who still hasn't done it before. And I can understand why this coach would like to be paired with Dorsey, because say what you want with regards to the Cleveland Browns, when you look at his draft record and the talent that he has brought into the various teams that he's worked with, you can't argue with that.
0: Oh, I mean, Dorsey, you know, things didn't end well in Cleveland and he, you know, things didn't really end well in Kansas City, but Dorsey, Dorsey secures talent. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the Browns built their foundation, you know, he did draft Baker, which you know I guess is any, anyway no no, no no
1: i i still going back then i don't have a problem with uh baker relative to the uh the talent and all the things that were said at the time and i still like is is moxie that's a whole you know different conversation but um but but all in all you know he's is a strong when it comes to bringing in the talent and assessing the talent
0: yeah oh absolutely um okay so just <laughs> looking around no i mean I, I agree with you completely but um <laughs> So, looking at is it is it a veteran coach who wants to be paired with dorsey or a new guy?
1: No veteran coach.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: You would, would have the would have the mindset to 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 look think about that. Situation. And 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 some of these teams and, w- and where that's coming from, just to illuminate that a little bit, is that some of these teams are obviously asking their preferences. It doesn't mean that they'll go in that direction. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean this, you know, person will get hired or not. We'll see, and we can have that conversation too, where you're you're hearing certain names of people associated with teams. Whether you agree with that or not, or just based on kind of the matchmaking game, uh, Love hmm. Connection, who who was our guy back in the day, the two and two who did that, you know, who was that? We'll be back in two oh, and yeah. two with the love connection. Chuck oh, Woolery uh, or whatever his oh, name is. Yeah, there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there you go. There you go. You know, we've been we've been playing that, you know, who yeah. who do we think where who do we think should go and we, but where who do we think will get picked? But you know who would you match with? You know the
0: teams that are open is basically what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Let's let's uh let's let's look at Denver really quick because I think mm-hmm. that's an interesting job with the ownership change uh, coming at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that they've already interviewed Jonathan Gannon, Luke Getzey, Aaron Glenn, Nathaniel Hackett. I think we talked about this, right? That the two the two Packers guys are on the list, which you know makes sense from a uh, you know like if Rogers is going to bounce, we we'd like to know. Uh, Gerard Mayo, Kellen Moore, and Dan Quinn. So multiple Cowboys, multiple uh, Packers. In terms of their interviewees, and they've also requested Eric Bieniemy, Brian Callahan, and Kevin O'Connell. Have you heard? That's what I'm saying,
1: Will, it's too many names. Oh my yeah. god, you just name like half the coaches in the NFL. Go ahead. I mean, that
0: is it is actually eight interviews and then three <laughs> more requests. I mean, that's eleven interviews. Like, if I get that it's good that you want to hear from as many people. No, as you possible. should be thorough, but from a reporting standpoint. Like- I it's just don't, like, didn't you have an idea of who you might want to hire? Like, didn't you have a, like, I feel like you have a short list and that's how you do it, but maybe. Well,
1: part of it is Intel gathering. Part of it is, right. you know, you know, for future things. And, and so I don't, it's not that I have a problem with it being thorough. All I'm saying is from a reporting standpoint, talk to me at the second round and after, because this first round is just like, it's almost like with the field of 64 with March Matt, it's just too much right now.
0: It's like, it's like a spray and pray type of thing where they're just, <laughs> you know, they're just, you know. They're just trying to get as many you know guys in the building as they can, right? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Well, what do you, what do you what do you think their sort of direction is? Uh, they have a GM in place in George Payton. Um, you know, he he is uh, he was in Minnesota when I believe when they hired Mike Zimmer. I don't know that that necessarily gives any real indication as to what uh, you know what the the what he might do in terms of hiring his own guy. But it does seem like he is. I guess he's trying both sides. I mean, John McGannon, Gannon, you know Mayo. Uh, you know, we're talking about defensive guys and Dan Quinn, of course, and then several offensive guys as well. Uh, do you have a, Do you have a sense on uh, how that search is sort of going?
1: So, I I have talked to a source who went through uh, one of those interviews and just talking to you know some people around the situation. And uh, one of the things that they told me that stuck out to them, even though it is somewhat of a football cliche, is that a leader the, of men. Leader of men that they uh-huh. are looking and it did in that they're not necessarily offense oriented or defense oriented. Um, and this person came away very, very impressed um, with the general manager, George Payton, not Patton, even though it looks like Patton. I have to yeah, keep telling very- myself that even when I say it because I can't say it how it looks. And um, so that was that. And, but obviously there's been a lot of talk as far as the Broncos in their affinity, uh, you know, for Dan Quinn, a lot of people think that this is the way that it's going to go. will allow the Broncos to get through the entire process. Obviously it is um, hard to not, Notice uh, the way in which uh, Dan Quinn helped to really galvanize the Cowboys defense, the, sure. the energy that he has. And it, it kind of reminds me similar to Robert Sala when he was just constantly uh, taking photographs of on the sidelines. And and, and That's so. Important. It, yeah. You I mean, you know, so that it's this of thing. Was the, Dan Quinn's
0: getting the camera love every week. With the yeah. back with that out of there, like you know, chilling it up in the box. Yeah, that's
1: yeah. Risky. So I, so you know, I. Do, so should we, as media people, should we get a stipend? You know, when that happens, you know, yeah. like basically we help you get the job. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dan, get Dan, you owe CBS or I guess Fox because it's the cowboy. I'm just
1: saying you know, all that camera yeah. time, you know, and then you get the job or whatever. So, um, these are the things that you hear, um. But at the but here, again, with the defensive candidates, they still have to come into this interview with a strong plan as to what they're going to do on the offensive side of the ball. Right. And from Dan Quinn, I'm sure he had to go into that interview explaining what is it that he has learned since his time with the Atlanta Falcons, subsequently firing all three uh, coordinators, and uh, what he was very vocal of, about at the outset of him taking the job with the Dallas Cowboys, which was all the self-evaluation, self-scouting he did of himself coaching, you know, to really and and asking other people around the league what they thought of his coaching and certain things like that, and using all that intel in terms of how he was able to corral the the Cowboys defense. So I would not be surprised there. Um, But again, uh, with all of the teams that have a a very huge question mark at quarterback, it's not just about being a rah-rah and, you know, galvanizing that defense. You know, the offense is not the one the defense rather is not the one throwing the ball.
0: Right. You know, it's, it doesn't seem like it's going to be that difficult to get, you know, to make the, the Broncos defense be effective. I mean, like that's, I feel like anybody can do that. It's figuring out how to handle this offensive situation and where to find a quarterback, you know, what your options are. And, you know, certainly if they thought that they could be in on Aaron Rodgers, that's why they're, you know, Nathaniel Hackett makes a lot of sense because if you know if Aaron Rodgers does decide he wants to leave Green Bay, and I don't think he will, but you know things can certainly change on the fly. You know, depending on you know what happens this weekend in the playoff games, then you know having a comfort level somewhere else would be kind of paramount for that. Um,
1: it it, de- it definitely helps, but at the same time, you know you have to weigh both both sides of the ball are important. So. Yeah. If and you can't have Dan Quinn and Hackett,
0: <laughs> right? Right, 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 so right.
1: Is there a because Aaron Rodgers is such a quote unquote controller of the offense? You know, if I'm a-, a rod, I'm thinking, okay, is there, and I was thinking about flirting over here with the possibility of going to Green Bay, would there be a way to get DQ or someone, you know, who has this prowess on defense and somebody out there? um you know on offense you know from a coordinating standpoint that would make you feel you know comfortable and obviously one of the names that are rolling out there too is what's going on with pep hamilton and all these other things people wondering you know uh you know why isn't he getting uh bumped up to the offensive coordinator level or our head coach just based on the clear results that keep happening with the places that he goes you know what i mean that's right, another conversation sure. in and of itself
0: mm-hmm. um the is it is it weird to you that the Bears and Giants you know they're like we our organization runs we hire a general manager and that general manager hires the coach and then the coach reports to the general manager is
1: that how they sound is that how they sound is, that,
0: is that how Mara sounds okay that's, that's, that's <laughs> is yours. that your
1: Mara impression or no no no, no, no. Mara be okay. yeah. like so we're
0: gonna uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, that was my uh, that was my George McCaskey impression
1: oh, okay you know, okay what? I just I wasn't clear I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: Oh uh oh sorry, I was I was, I had,
1: oh, did, I was like no breaking news again.
0: No, breaking news breaking news. Um <laughs> okay. you don't want to know, it's stupid. Um uh, okay. it involves a golf ball and, and water. Um at any rate, um the is it I mean, do you is it surprising you that they're I mean it seems a little counterintuitive that they interview the coaches and the before they do the GM process, but I guess maybe they want to narrow down their list or get comfortable with some of the candidates. I always feel like you know, when they tell, you know, they tell these they you know they tell the fans like here's how we're gonna do it. And then they go out and do something different. It's like you've already you've already found some coaches you like. You're now gonna foist these coaches onto this GM when you are gonna find or you're gonna find a GM who likes the coaches you already like. It seems, I don't know, it seems like a it seems like the process. Well a lot
1: thing. of it is information gathering, what people are comfortable yeah. with. Can the organization be comfortable with it too? And at the same time, at least in the Giants example, they're in the midst of trying to you know, shed their whole skin with how they've been doing things in the past, right? And get themselves comfortable with going out of the organization or going away from the people that they have typically felt comfortable with, or that their evaluation process has led to the Ben McAdoo's, the Pat Shermer's, the Joe Judge, you know, so what is it about That they like those candidates and are a part of that process that they, one, need to change. And and it is very hard to just wait and be completely tunnel visioned on Mm. hiring a GM while all these like 900 NFL teams are in the midst of trying to hurry up and grab a coach and you're behind, which is why, Will, you and I talked about this last week. You know, it, that's why it never made sense with the whole thing with Joe Judge. I mean, you see, as, as you can see, this stuff takes time, particularly when you're actually trying to do it right.
0: <laughs> yep. I, no, no, absolutely. I mean, you got to it is a lengthy process and you're trying to you know, you're trying to sort through um, uh, uh, you know, 11 different candidates or whatever. So um, any uh, any buzz on. Uh, other do do we think any teams are close and is it are you surprised that nobody's made a formal hire yet you i feel like usually so with
1: the texans and for example i know that they spoke to uh flores heinz ward uh lombardi lombardi uh jonathan gannon and uh the oc from the um from the uh the cowboys is supposed to be coming yes um at the end of this or what have you and um And, and so what I was told just a couple of days ago that they're going to, you know, kind of pause and slow down a little bit, allow Mm -hmm. the the games to happen this weekend and kind of go back into it. I mean, just looking at these names, I think it's pretty, you know, clear that they want, you know, Brian Flores. That's, that's what it looks like. Just when I'm looking at the list of, of who they've interviewed so far, obviously they're still going to, you know, uh, I think talk to Mayo and Quinn, I believe they're supposed, they have plans to do that. Um, but it, it seems like that's the direction that they, you know, uh, would like
0: the um, Heinz the ward and, and the Lombardi interviews were like, it's was like, what? Like you did what? They seem like they're like we gonna we gonna we gotta we gotta up our interview numbers so people don't think we just zeroed in on Brian Flores, uh, who who will take an interview knowing that we were gonna hire Flores anyway. I know Heinz Ward. That's
1: like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that for the people out there. You know I'm gonna allow you <laughs> uh, uh you know uh, you know uh, you do your color and all that other stuff. But but the, but here's the thing. Um, I think the, the the better question is, will Flores take this job? And is it the best situation for him, especially coming out of what happened in Miami, right? Yep. So when you're on your, if you, when you're on, now stop, I'm going to, I'm going to come over there in a second. Sorry, talking to my dog. Wait a minute. Right. Um, When you are like, when you're on your second stint, okay, you have to be very mindful of the perception that's going to emanate from that second stint relative to what people think of you as a head coach. So if this doesn't go right for Brian Flores, you know, it you know mm-hmm. could taint the perception of him sure. as a head coach, so he has to be very careful. So, if you're Fl- Flores, will do you? I think. What does he have? Another interview with the Giants, I believe, or who Yeah, who has yeah other I think that's
0: correct. Right. I mean, the, the the bottom line is, if you're Flores and you take the Texans' job, yes, you have some familiarity and comfort with Nick Casario, who he spoke they've spoken highly of each other, and then Jack Easterby too. But you know, you just got fired two you know two year or three years into you know a successful run in Miami. There's nothing to say that you can't be fired if, if the Texans stink for three years, and the Texans might stink for three years, and it doesn't sound like Deshaun Watson would be uh, like in, enticed. Oh, by and America. let me let
1: me clarify that for you real quickly. Yeah. All right, so for those of people out there, and I haven't even had a chance to tweet about this, whatever, because I don't whatever, but I'm on your show, so we'll talk about it. So. The whole the Brian Flores thing and the Watson thing, all right. From my understanding, they've there there's not like this a uh, ongoing relationship and need to be tied or what have you. Right. Like and and Watson's situation with the Texans was never about the coach Cully or what have you. It's 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 not about that. So it's about the owner. Just just take away the whole, you know, connection of Watson wants to go with Flores and that's why he's coming to the Dolphins. I was just told a few days ago, Nick's all of that. That has nothing to do with anything. So all of that is separate. And and of course, Watson, um, to my understanding, is uh, his situation relative to wanting out of Houston has not changed.
0: <laughs> gotcha. And that's, that's important because, <laughs> you know, if, Flores is thinking about taking the Texans job, and I don't know what you what else you would do if you're Flores. Like you've got to, I mean, you could wait and be, you could try and see if Belichick will have you back in New England. Um, you know, if you if you if you do, if you don't think you could sit out a year, if you don't think the Texans job is the right one to have, I don't think you should definitely take it. Like if you don't think you can win, you know, or win so, you know, or start to turn the Texans around, then I think you have to be careful about it because, you know, with the with the way that um, you know, with the way that things go in the NFL, it's entirely possible that in three years, Cal McNair clears house, you know, and, and gets rid of everybody. And then you're gone too. And, and like you say, the perception after that second, uh, after that second job, if you get fired from that, it becomes very, very difficult to flip it around. All right. Let's well,
1: take- and really and, and yeah. before you take that break, is that, I just want to say, you know, so he has to weigh his options, uh, you know, carefully. And just because there's a high affinity for him in Houston Um, and, and that's great. I mean, on one hand, you know, when, when the bar is low relative to the amount of wins that a team is just coming off of, theoretically that amounts to having more leash in terms of time to turn over the season and longevity for the coach. But at the same time, as we all know, the patience in the NFL is still can still starts off long and then it can get short relative to the talk around the team, how the fans are reacting. So if there's an opportunity there potentially with the bears or the giants or what have you. Comparing that situation to what you've gotten in Houston. And the only thing too, with the giants is what I say about that opportunity that I've been saying is that the offense uh, with the giants is still very concerning for me in terms of what the plan is there. Daniel Jones, Saquon not being Saquon so far and even having that Achilles injury to Sterling Shepard and guys like that.
0: Yep. No, I mean, it's a, both those jobs, New York and, and, and Houston are, you know, you, you are are not easy. Need jobs. work. They, they need work. Yeah, a lot of work. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the Broncos. You find a quarterback and you plug them in and it works. I know that's easier said than done. Um, but yeah. I mean, it's the the Texans and the Giants' jobs are 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 not good. Um, tougher. Tougher. <laughs> tougher. Yes. The uphill battles you're fighting up about. All right. Let's take a break and when we yeah. come back, what coaching candidates are who are still in the playoffs mm-hmm. have the best chances to get hired next. Visit roberthalf.com today. So there are lots of coaching candidates still remaining in the postseason. Um, of the group, I mean, Leslie Frazier, Todd Bowles, Byron Leftwich, uh, Nathaniel Hackett, we mentioned, Brian Callahan, Mike McDaniel, who's quite hot now because of his goofy little press conferences. D'Amico um, Ryans, Kevin O'Connell, Brian Dayball, Eric Bienamy, just to name a few. Uh, just, you know, what, uh, what coaching candidates stand uh, that are still in the postseason whose teams are still playing stand out to you? Obviously. Um, obviously the old like not these guys aren't you know this isn't like brian kelly bolting notre dame in the middle of the season these guys aren't leaving the playoffs to go take a new job they're going to coach with their team so that's why maybe we've seen uh, a little bit slower of a process because of all the coaches right
1: well yes and um and you have to wait for them to get through their rel- you know their games the playoffs and the other thing but here's one thing that i want to kind of put on people's uh n- not necessarily news but what i think could be an interesting thing if the 49ers win if D'Amico Ryan's defense does really well against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers this is someone's stock who could just you know go up Uh, not maybe exponentially, but definitively after that game. D'Amico Rhimes has been doing a really great job with that 49ers defense. Mm -hmm. They play with a lot of energy, kind of similar to what you saw with uh, his predecessor and and, and Robert Sala. And not only that, but they play with this physicality and that could really be on display in this game um, against Aaron Rodgers, particularly if you go back to the Packers game against the Browns, where the Browns almost beat Green Bay should have beat Green Bay if it hadn't been for I can go to pull up that box score, however many uh, mistakes by Baker Mayfield in that game, but a good blueprint for what you know could be uh, successful against that team. So I think that that is one to watch that could further add more of a monkey wrench to all of these hirings and decisions that have to be done by these various teams. Um. um and I, and I just think, you know, what's going to go on with the Raiders? What's going to go on with Harba? You know, a lot of people still want to connect them to uh, Las Vegas. And, um, you know, t- Todd Bowles, is Eva Flus, you know, with Chicago? Or Brian Flores is going to be able to, you know, come in there with Chicago? Um, so, so many different things to watch. And I think it's very interesting that even out of all of these conversations that, you know, Josh McDaniel's name is not involved in any of them yeah. and then also Bienemy, i think just has is connected to the one uh job in, in denver as far as the interview so very interesting in terms of what names are getting called what names are not some people have their opinions about the offensive coordinator in dallas getting all these various interviews especially after that last play in the game mm-hmm. what are your thoughts
0: i am Surprised that people are that high on Kellen Moore. And I mean, I get, I get, I understand why people, like, you know, it's sort of the Sean McVay factor, right? Like,
1: everyone still keep looking for the next Sean McVay, right?
0: right? It's, it's a young, you know, young, uh, you know, <laughs> up and coming offensive coordinator, bright minded, you know, like explosive offense, blah, 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 blah. But mm-hmm. I mean, like, it's, it is weird. I, you know, like, I haven't given, I haven't been easy on Mike McCarthy at all. But I mean, it's like, I mean, is everything you know, is everything just going to be Mike McCarthy's fault and, like, all the good plays are Kellen Moore's plays? I mean, because that seems a little you – yeah, know, that's a little unfair relative to, uh, you know, relative to what, like, you know, how how the – like, you know what I'm saying? Like, wh- how do we decide who gets what, who gets blamed for what? I mean, Mike McCarthy definitely deserves blame. Don't get me wrong. But it's, it's like – I mean, Kellen Moore – it's Kellen Moore's offense too. You know, it's not just Mike McCarthy. Um,
1: but let me ask you this, Will – if if Jerry Jones and he has said that Mike McCarthy is, is still his guy, mm-hmm. if Mike McCarthy were uh, not going to be the head, head coach of that team and all of a sudden the owner said, OK, you know what? We changed our mind. Just kidding. Would you be comfortable handing over the head coaching job from the Dallas Cowboys to Kellen?
0: I mean, I wouldn't, but I think Jerry Jones would. I think I think if I think but I if- think
1: that's the question. Would he even get his own vacancy?
0: Well, the thing is with Kellen Moore, which well, Jerry Jones, Jerry Jones is obsessed with he has like a major FOMO when it comes to um when it comes to like anybody he finds, you know, Tony Romo, Dak Prescott, uh, Jason Garrett, Kellen Moore. Like he, you know, even if he accidentally stumbled into all these guys, uh, you know, he he believes he's like, oh, you know, I found I found earth this talent. Like my (laughs) genius brain allowed me to discover these these brilliant people. Like I, I gotta keep them around. Um I think he would be – if Kellen Moore got offered the Broncos head coaching job, mm. I think Jerry would be petrified at the idea of losing him and him doing really well somewhere else and Mike still consider firing Mike McCarthy. Mm. And, and the same thing might go with Dan Quinn. I mean, also you have to wonder, how is Mike McCarthy going to be if he loses both his coordinators this offseason? That's tough. That's tough for any coach. But it's like the Dallas defense regresses because Dan Quinn bolts and, you know, you're like, you know, bringing in a Mike Nolan type. I mean, that's, it's not going to work. Like that's, that's, So th- I, I just think there are, I think that is still very much in play. I don't necessarily think that we can definitively say, okay, you know, Jerry is, uh, you know, Jerry is locked into Mike McCarthy.
1: Well, and the other thing too is, and I, and, and 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 there's so many different layers and topics to this conversation. And mm-hmm. we talked about the coaches that have the energy and the favoritism from the media with how they're showed. And then you have some of the, the coaches who have the personalities that are more quiet and they're not as, you know, out there with their personalities, whether it be the Leslie, the Leslie Frazier or the Jim fire Codwell's fire. or or what have you, or even Brian Dabble fire. to a certain extent. You don't really, you know, see fire him. Iron like
0: Leftwich left to a degree. I mean, yeah. You know. you know,
1: so yeah. and and, and and this is what we get caught up in sometimes when you're making hires, and then next thing you know, you're giving these coaches five-year contracts. You yep. fire them after two years. You owe them fifteen million dollars, and you keep repeating the cycle <laughs> over and over and over again. Right. So, Todd Bowles. Sometimes- another
0: guy who's like very quiet and yeah,
1: very quiet. So, so what are you looking for? Are, did we just lose Will? Are you looking for? Are you looking for a coach that is magnetic and charismatic? Or are you looking for one that is giving you results or can you get it in the same combination? That's all. There you go. There you back.
0: <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I don't know. I didn't even, my browser didn't even crash. It was just really weird. It got popped out of there. Great um, like, okay. job. Are my... you continuing to continue? Um, I figured
1: you were coming back in.
0: All right. So I would say that I think that we see. What do you
1: think about that? I mean, as far as like you mentioned, the Todd Bowles, the, the Caldwells um, who else is it? Leslie Frazier all some of these these coaches that are not as TV magnetic yeah. and as you know uh, loud and vocal or, yeah. or you know doing boisterous. all these interviews, yes, yeah, right. boisterous or what have you, versus some of these other you know coaches,
0: yeah, that ha- that um.
1: have more you know reputation. Because it's hard to argue with the way Leslie Frazier's defense is playing. Oh, by the way, without Tre'Davious White, yeah, (laughs) the fact that they have been, you know, holding that together, losing their top corner, I believe, uh, I don't know what is it, week twelve or week whatever, he went down and and they still been good. the stretch,
0: right. Mm -hmm. I think a lot might depend, honestly, on this weekend, and that maybe that seems. I don't know if that seems obvious or not, but one, you're going to have like if the Let's say the Chiefs win. You know, Eric Bieniemy's going to be probably you know you know tough luck for another new another year you know just because if the chiefs goes if somebody goes to the super bowl it's just harder you know i think teams are like don't want to try and wait out and, and miss out on other stuff so like eric p maybe he's out of luck or maybe he ends up going to denver if they really like him you know colorado guy uh but like if the if if the bills win and and beat the chiefs and like the bill's defense holds patrick mahomes to you know 20 points or something like that I think there's a really good chance that Leslie Frazier ends up getting a job um just because people are going to say wow like look at what they are doing you know without Trey White um you know the way that they're coached up same thing you know Todd Bowles in that divisional round or, I mean the wild card round excuse me against I know Philadelphia not very good not a very good team in, in hindsight but like he was doing he was ju- just effing with Jalen hurts his mind and Nick Sirianni's like game plan. He was dropping feet of into coverage. You know, he was sending all kinds of pressures and like the Eagles had no idea what they were doing. And you see that something like that happened. You're like, all right, like maybe Todd, maybe, maybe Todd balls does need another shot that D de- like if Todd Bowles comes to coach your team, your defense is gonna, if you have defensive pieces, it's going to be good. Like he's a great defensive coach.
1: Well, wow, and and the thing about Todd Bowler is that he relishes that. Like he's so quiet, and when he used to be the head coach of the Jets, I would always I would always call him Jaw Todd, you know, because he yeah, has that yeah. you know strong jaw that always he showing. Him well, on he's like, find, he's
0: like-, like sneaky, funny, and like and also like kind of <laughs> a snap talker. Like yeah. he just he just he just is he just doesn't love the like doing the media stuff and oh isn't, no no, or, like, no, no. he it. thinks
1: yeah. the questions are dumb but yeah. um he's,
0: he's not wrong most of the
1: time yeah <laughs> but 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 he loves you know just holding stuff back during a regular season unleashing stuff and and you mentioned how they were toying with Jalen Hurts and they took their foot off the gas in the middle of that game because oh, yeah. it's like oh they totally did so he relishes that opportunity to bring it when everybody is 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 watching or what have you, and if he can have another gauntlet run similar to what they did in mm-hmm. the postseason last year where they went through, what was it? Uh, who were the, the three quarterbacks? It was Breeze, it was Rodgers, and the three quarterbacks that they defeated all the way down, in the you know, and right, in, uh, to, to the Super Bowl. You know, again, if, 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 they,
0: if they make another deep run like that and the Bucks have to lean on their defense, because for whatever reason, like Brady's just not putting up big numbers again, mm-hmm. then there's a very, very good chance that Todd Bowles will get a head coaching job. So that's what I'm sort of saying is like, you know, if if, if the Rams offense gets shut down this weekend, then you know Todd Bowles' name is going to shoot up. So likewise, if the 49ers go and just run the ball like crazy all over Green Bay, you're going to see Mike McDaniel's name, you know, sort of shoot up the, the list of what people are interested in. And same thing if, you know, D'Amico Ryan, as you point out, if the, the 49ers long performance
1: against Green right. Bay and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, mm. I,
0: I think that the quarterbacks in the in the teams involved in this divisional round are so significant with these matchups that you could really see one or two of these coaches sort of vault themselves up. Like you know, Buffalo has a great game plan on offense. Josh Allen beats the Bills, and Brian Dable going to should you know should get some more love.
1: I'm telling um, you, I'm just something telling me, talking to me about that that 49ers game. You know, with that defense, the only and 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 I would say the only caveat is is, is Jimmy Garoppolo and the right shoulder injury that he suffered in the second quarter against the uh, Cowboys and what have you. But just yesterday, Garoppolo said he was feeling fine right now. Mike McDaniel said he's not concerned about it. I was at the the last, the, the two games ago, I was in LA when everyone was like, oh, is Jimmy G going to play? He comes out and they started off shaky, but finished really, really strong and definitive yep. in that game. So, and he has that confidence of a quarterback who has been to the Super Bowl before. And I tell you, you know, mentally when you get to these pressure games, that, that is a lot to be able to rely on. And we saw the complete unraveling of a Kyla Murray when you don't have those experiences to, to rely on. So this is really kind of team up for the things that i'm talking about to happen with the 49ers so we'll see all
0: right mm-hmm. all right so, so in other words coaching news will come slowly it appears because a lot of these candidates are still in the playoffs oh keep an, eye totally. on, or keep an eye on what these guys do this weekend because it will certainly affect their uh you know, perceptions their, their, their per- perception of them in the job market all right mm-hmm. justina as always a pleasure uh we have four games this weekend and we then we will be down to four teams left Please tell
1: the people who run your airport in your state, if there's any ice that comes, to not freak <laughs> out again. <okay>? That's
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Good luck with that. New CBS Monday.
1: NCIS. Here's where we can see them. NCIS and NCIS Hawaii return with all new cases.
0: All the tap to the chest, one to the head. These guys are professionals.
1: All new criminals.
0: Violent Island, they got here. paradise.
1: And all new crimes to be solved. If
0: you're watching this, I've been arrested.
1: What are the charges? Just one. Murder. New NCIS and NCIS Hawaii. Monday, starting at 9, 8 central on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.